There is a war going on for your soul, for your family's souls, for uh, the kingdom of God is at war against the kingdom of darkness. And so, Father, we declare that your will be done, O God, on earth, in and through us right now, as it's being done and declared in heaven. And we declare back to you your promises that you are our our refuge, our deliverer, our strong tower, um, our place of hope. You are uh, the promise. You are the one who's kept us. You are, we are your workmanship. You are dedicated to keeping us in this fierce, ferocious, evil, intentional, diabolical battle against us, Lord. So praise you, Jesus, that you have won the victory, and we are not victims. Hallelujah. Even though we're very tempted sometimes to feel sorry for ourselves. So, Father, we rebuke all this stuff off of our people who are listening here right now, that their minds would be clear, their eyes would be open, our ears open to hear, that you cast off the spirit of rebellion from us, which closes our eyes and shuts our ears and causes us now to walk in the revelation of your truth, which sets us free. I thank you, Lord, that you promised again no weapon formed against us will prosper, but that those things that have been shot at us and aimed at us and tried to tear us apart, that you are more than enough to defeat the impossible things that Satan is putting against people. I thank you for dying on the cross, Lord Jesus, for completely defeating our enemy, for stripping the keys out of his hands, for releasing the captives from the strongholds of hell. I thank you, Lord God, for bringing us to this opportunity where we can actually can pray and talk and, and teach and, and receive and encourage one another. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us power over all the power of the enemy, to bind, to loose, to forgive, and even love our enemies. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've given us wisdom now that we speak as the oracles of God. We bind every spirit of confusion, every spirit that would snatch anything that we say out of the minds and hearts of those who listen. We thank you for deliverance and healing. We thank you, Jesus, for your wisdom and your counsel. You are the faithful witness. So bring the testimony to the truth as we speak, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey. You know, the, the warfare that we're in. Uh, yeah. We're, Paul it's insidious, Tim, Paul, diabolical, oh, intentional. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul told Timothy, it says in the King James, to war a good warfare, fight a good warfare. And, and this is something that many do not re- realize, many do not understand, most do not understand. Have or no, want to have know, have it, no clue what's going on, even in the ch- so-called Church of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. They say, well, yes, there's a devil, you know, there's some naughty things going on. But what we have to look at is there is sinister, Plus. diabolical principalities, powers, yeah. spiritual armies of wickedness in heavenly places, Paul says in, mm-hmm. in Ephesians chapter 6. Then you have all these demons, which are the disembodied spirits of the uh, Nephilim, all these spirits that are looking around, looking for bodies, lying mm-hmm. In wait, lying in wait mm-hmm. to 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 steal, kill, destroy, mm-hmm. to influence in every way. So basically, uh, Martin Luther said in in that uh, song, famous song, "A Mighty Fortress Is Our God." And he says, "In the, in this world with demons filled." Mm-hmm. So we've got all this. It's just like crawling. It's like Minnesota here, mm-hmm. where we're broadcasting from. You get in the summertime, you get mosquitoes, and they're like everywhere, and they come and bite you here, and they bite you there. 
and it's it's really like the same kind of infestation. Thing. It's plagues. an infestation mm-hmm. of demonic things. No, that is, and people think, well, you know, I don't want to think about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too scary. But you know, there's no fear in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Perfect love casts out fear. When you know Jesus Christ, and you are you are a secure in Him, that doesn't mean we just get lazy. But we we walk, we war. You know, not it's not a people that mm-hmm. are enemies. People are influenced by the powers of hell, and then they can act, act as our enemies. And then we fight uh, flesh against flesh and blood against blood. But the war is not against flesh and blood, like you said. The it's war is behind against the principalities scenes. and powers. That's, and you know, we're no match for these wily, insidious things. And I and, and I am thinking as you're speaking. Uh, that there's, they, they come to visit, the Bible says the sins of the fathers are visited onto the children. And these spirits come to you as a, a familiar friend, an old friend of the family, an oh, old as friend. Oh, th- a thought. Just yeah, absolutely. Your, your thoughts. It, it, they come in, that's what they are, they're familiar thoughts, they're familiar habit patterns, they're the way that you're raised. So this stuff that you're struggling Things with you is very familiar to you. You've been there, done that. It seems like the right thing. It's normal. It's normal. And so we don't check those thoughts that come into our minds and say, where are you from, heaven or hell? Where are you from? The whole, is this the Holy Spirit talking to me or is this a false Jesus talking to me? Because your spirit knows. Your soul doesn't always know. But your spirit has been built by God to know because we've been built and made in the image of God. And so as we go into this, these very, this is very uh, pr- uh, relevant to what we're talking about today. Um, we are in the last days. You know, I have to think, like I'm sure you've thought of this too, that we thought, oh, good. We got a halfway's decent president. Maybe we got halfway's, you know, the, some things are being reversed and removed and ch- pushed back. There's a little pushback going on here of all the wickedness. But I, and I thought, well, maybe we'll have, you know, four more years to hurry up and, you know, preach the gospel and get the good news out. And, and yet the, the, the deeper that we plow into, the, into mm-hmm. the pit, the wickedness, the snake pit, the more it seems like it's releasing the evil. Um, it's like when they do going to do a cancer uh, exploratory surgery for cancer and they actually stir up the cancer and the cancer that was kind of dormant is now, you know, filled the whole body and is metastasized to the whole body. It seems like, I believe God is pulling the world, not just America, but the world to the place of judgment because the cup of his wrath is running over. Well, for the most part, you know, we've got all these things that have come upon us because we have unconsciously, consciously or unconsciously, mostly uh-huh. unconsciously, right. have listened to the lies of the enemy, right. our own human reasoning, yeah. our own education, perversion of knowledge. Systematic there theologies. Is, science, yeah. in King James it says, science falsely called so. Uh, in Colossians, Paul writes, it says, beware lest anyone lead you astray, mm-hmm. spoil you. Mm-hmm. The word the spoil there doesn't mean you get rotten although you do get rotten, but it means to carry you away captive from philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men and mm-hmm. not after Christ. Mm-hmm. So so we've got philosophies, we've got education, we've got reasoning mm-hmm. and, and, and um, systems in place. Misinterpretation of really what's Scripture. what's going on. Mm-hmm. But like you said you know, some people will say, well, you know, I think we're in the last days. Well, we've been in the last days ever since the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and so that's no big new revelation, except yeah. we're now closer 
we're well, we further know that. along, and we're two thousand years or so along further in in the last days, yeah. and so all of the numbers, the calculations, the, the the hints that were given in the books of Daniel and Revelation and various other passages of Scripture are all pointing to, and the stars are telling us the the stars, the constellations, the moon. We're we're there, people, and and you know, you say, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to, you know, I just don't want to know this. Well. It isn't going to help you out to hide your, your, your head in the sand. You know, it's like the little kids who put their hands over their eyes and they say, I can't see you. I'm hiding you. You can't see, see me. me. Yeah. You can't see me. Mm-hmm. But yes, we can see, but they don't know we can see. And it's like that. We want to put our hands over our faces and say, no, 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 it's not happening. It is happening. And we're going to go to the book of Mark and continue on reading with what we had uh, yeah, been yeah. this well, discussion it, of the end. Right. It the talks questions. To, there's going to be a great tribulation. We talked about that, I think, in a previous program in Mark thirteen twenty four. if you happen to be following along. Uh, but in those days, after that tribulation, this is a time of trouble. It's a time of, of Jacob's trouble. There's going to be, mm-hmm. if you read in, in the middle chapters kind of, of Revelation, you will see all the plagues. There's the bowl judgments, the trumpet mm-hmm. judgments, mm-hmm. all these judgments that are, are, are coming upon the earth. And so, but a lot of these things, why is that? Is it because God is just um, freaking out or whatever? It's just like the accumulated <laughs> sinfulness right. agreements of mankind with evil. and agreements with evil mm-hmm. have to be judged. And there is going to be a judgment of that sort of thing by God uh, himself. By God himself over the world. So, uh, you know, the, the, the very environment of the earth is going to be basically destroyed. Right. Uh, and, and so we're at that Global place. warming is going to happen. Yes, yeah, it yeah, is. The, the it's going to be the burning up of creation <laughs> and not fun. A, thir- a third of the forest, a third of the, the grass, a third. Yeah, there's. Oceans yeah, going they're going to die. Defiled. But going back for just a second, you started to read in 13 of Matthew, but let me go back, I mean, of Mark. But I wanted to, it says, after the tribulation of those days. Well, the, before the tribulation of those days, before the, when we're, we're in that preliminary part of the tribulation. Yes which we kind of covered last week, it's Matthew goes on to say that um, in verse 10 of Matthew 24, that then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Boy, don't and, many fa- and then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And then he says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And then he says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So what we see is a progression here of hatred, violence, rejection, coldness, hardness of heart, mm-hmm. betrayal, offense. And if you, you know, all of these signs, you don't have to look to the moon or the stars to see the offenses. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is check out your Twitter. And there's a lot of censorship going on right there now too, so that a lot of the people who truly want to speak the truth are being X'd out, but only the ones who speak pretty much lies uh, or are very careful of their words are being allowed because we right. are being censored and there isn't freedom of speech because we have these... Uh, privileges, liberties have already been taken from us. But the offense is unbelievable. The men against the women, the women who hate the men, all of these offenses in the groups and in individual lives and in individual marriages and, and uh, relationships, the, the spirit of offense is there to make you upset so that you become distracted 
by those offenses and the injustices of them, and you become all taken up with anger and bitterness and hurt. And so you miss the truth of the bigger picture. Right, exactly. But if you, if you, if you just look at any kind of mainstream media in America, particularly right now, you'll see it, it, it's just a whole litany of, lies. Uh, of offense. Mm-hmm. I'm offended about Looking this. Looking for, yeah, making... I'm offended about this. This is... And then those... The judgments, that, those condemnations, that, that, that lies. claim to be mm-hmm. victims are the greatest offenders yeah. as well. They are the, the offenders. So just, you just think about but that. It, those that what? claim to be victims are some of the greatest offenders to our laws, to the Word of God, to the name truth, of Jesus Christ. Well, this is what it says. What does it say? That evil men and seducers will wax worse, worse and worse. And worse deceiving saved. and being and deceived. Now, they're deceived as well. They're not only deceiving, but they're being, they are deceived themselves and they don't know that. Deceivers deceive. And liars lie. And, and liars, liars lie. listen to other liars. So yes. that's what Proverbs says. So we're, just, just an aside, people, we're going to tell you something. I just feel like we're in the days just previous when Hitler was setting up his his subtle regime mm-hmm. and making it look good and having and making it look like you know make Germany great again make present their case as if they're in favor of families and life and all this and it's really the opposite they're not that you need to stop taking in the lies of these of these media people this is this is propaganda. Back in China, we heard about this anyway. In communist China, they would brad- broadcast day after day over the sirens and the megaphones that the, the communist propaganda over the people's minds, over their hearts, that they were just downcast, down oppressed mm-hmm. with these lies that kept filtering through. And so they were prop- there was a lot of propaganda. And so it was trying to just brainwash the people, giving, wearing them down, it, it, taking away their hope. We have the same thing here, but the thing is it's, it comes through a nice, neat, cute box, a, a, a monitor. We turn the switch on. We have a device. We listen to it in our ears daily. If, and it's pulling your spirit down. Mm-hmm. It is defeating your spirit. It's not edifying. It's not building you up. And what is, whatever's not building you up is there to tear you down. And so mm-hmm. in these last days when there's enough diabolical plot already out there, even in the churches, it's in the, the fake. If the fake is everywhere. It's not just in the media. It's not just in the church. We have fake raspberries. We have fake imitation strawberries. We have we have fake grass. We have fake everything, and and, and so we've lost you know our sense of of anchoring and grounding in the truth is just it's being assaulted. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, you need to make the choice. Decide for yourself: Are you going to listen to this? And if you if you can listen to it and discern the, the truth between the read between the lines, you're okay. But most people are just as gullible as they are alive, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. You know. So anyway, so back to the offenses. People, I've noticed too, in the work that I do with a lot of people in counseling, that this, these offenses are getting so violent. Um, people mm-hmm. are not only betraying one another; they're actually they're not even just turning them over to the courts; they're killing them themselves. It's it's just vicious, and the believers are being targeted probably more right now because they're on the front lines. They're the ones Satan is most afraid of. They're being targeted, taken down. But God said he is faithful to complete his work in us, and he's jealous over us with a godly jealousy. And the, the, and the false prophets that rise up to deceive many, um, they're being baited. They're being used by Satan and don't know it. Satan is a fisherman, and he's baiting them with desires for revival or for uh, the move of God or for uh, feelings of the presence of God. 
all these things that we are hungry for God, and yet we're Satan is using those very things to deceive us, just like he did with Eve. Exactly. The desire for God to know more about God. There's more. There's more. There's more. And that was the thing. And yes, in a sense, more. I'm in a sense, something. here's the truth. There is always more. There was always more to learn, to grow in of the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. Grow in grace, Paul said, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So there's that growth. But then, but then what happens, that desire Say there's more, but it's like it, the lies come in. Mm-hmm. The lies come in, what? even through through uh, you know well-known uh, Christian leaders, books, uh, writers, books, writers. It's all bring in, bring in lies and treachery. But mm-hmm. you know we're moving toward this, and we want to get back to this. Well, you know the thing is, after those stars start to fall from the sky, as we're talking about, after those days. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars of heaven will fall and the powers of, of heaven will be shaken. At that moment, at that point, you're done. There is nothing more that you're going to get to do. Um, you can't do anything to stop it. You can't do anything to, um, you know, I suppose you could probably still repent. But it's, it's, it's too late now. It's beyond us. It's already that the ball has dropped, so to speak. And... Um, this is where then the Son of Man, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels. And, you know, those angels, they're, they're there to do God's will. And gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest part of earth to the farthest part of heaven. You wonder, where have all these people, the elect, where have they all been strewn and spread and scattered? Um, you know, are some of them resting in heaven somewhere or he's going to gather them all gather them together this is now god is moving satan is not moving anymore he's done he's he's put down when you think of this as this is an unprecedented future event yeah okay when jesus christ came born as a you know of a virgin born as a baby in the the village of bethlehem uh, over 2000 years ago this was this was God, an unprecedented event. unprecedented yeah. event. God became man. The Son of God mm-hmm. became the Son of Man, that we might become the sons of God. And so he he came, and to what for the purpose for this purpose was the Son of Man manifested. Of says in in First John. That he might the destroy the works of the, the devil. Mm-hmm. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten There was son. no other way he could rescue the world. It was absolutely overwhelmed with the sin and Satan's demand. Satan says the soul that sins shall die. They, they sinned. I want them dead. And so God had to come up with a plan. And the only plan that could, would work was, and there was nobody innocent enough to die for everybody else because everybody was already taken captive by the sin. Uh, so God... The plot was thwarted when God says, I'm going to take the punishment myself. I will die Mm -hmm. for them. I will become a man myself, innocent and holy, representing both God and man, both divine and human. Because Mm -hmm. human sin, I have to be human because human sinned. So I have to be human to undo the sin. Mm -hmm. And yet he, so this was unprecedented. And it was, it, it is the, people don't understand this, but this is the divine unlocking, the key that set us free. The key that set us free, and not only the coming of uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, the Son of God, in the form of the baby of Bethlehem, but growing and developing as a as a, as a human being, as the Son right. of God, 
and and living a, a, a sinless life, mm-hmm. a sinless life. They could find nothing. He said at Satan, one point, yeah. John says, "Satan has nothing in me, no claim, no on, nothing, yes. not, no, no, claim. no, um, no charges parts, he can press against me no in the court of heaven. That, you yeah, know, nothing that, <clears throat> yep. excuse me, nothing that he could uh, get a hold of. No handles on Jesus that Satan could grab to find fault. To find yeah. fault, but the people." Of course, lied and found, found lots of fault. fault. They just made up things, <laughs> lied, demonically inspired human beings. But Jesus didn't fall for their lies. He didn't take it personally. He didn't get offended. He didn't um, re-examine himself. He always had a grasp, a total grasp on his identity and who he was. He knew who he was because he knew where he was from. He knew what he was sent to do. And he didn't turn to the right or to the left because of, of his determination, grace, strength, power, uh, mandate, to die for the sins of mankind. And there were many times when Satan tried to thwart him, to distract him, to get him off course, to get him to sin, to get him to give up. And Jesus did not turn to the right or to the left. He carried out the mission completely, completely successful in rescuing and ransoming. At the same time, he rescued and ransomed the whole human population of whosoever will. The key is still whosoever will because it, this is a free choice. You don't have to serve God. You don't have to go to heaven. You don't have to uh, allow God's love into your life. You don't have to. But a lot of people um, believe that they're atheists or agnostics because they, they believe so many lies. They've been so bitter, embittered against God. Because in the big war between God and Satan, that was the whole thing. Satan was going to try to get us to all become embittered against the love of God, judge God, get mad at God, blame God for every bad thing Satan has done to us. And so people get very confused, and so they say, I'm an agnostic, I'm an atheist. But you know who's telling you that? A lying spirit is speaking into your mind that you are, and you're agreeing with it because that's how the demons work. They put a lie in your mind, and then you begin to speak it out, saying, I am this, I am that, and there they have you on that agreement. Satan gives you a false identity. Yeah, oh, for you know, sure. You know, and we, we oh. readily accept that, oh, this is what I am. I don't believe Actually, in that. Actually, you know what? Most people find their identity in their demons. Their, demon, mm-hmm. their, their demons are giving them their identity, even for Christians. They're demonic Entities that are your spiritual counselors are giving you your identity, and the identity comes through through the your Lies. life your life experiences, things that are said about you and over you, mm-hmm. and things that you think in your own mind. So you form your self concept based on a bunch of right. lies. And even though maybe somebody said when you were a kid, you know, you're stupid, you'll never amount to anything, but who who is inspiring that? Right, where's that coming from? That. Yeah. The origin of that and, and, lie. And if it gets locked in into Place. you, mm-hmm. then you you get a false you're getting a false identity. Well, and that's why repentance is important because repentance means you are canceling out, changing your mind, turning around. You're changing your mind. You're coming confession means you're coming out of agreement with that identity. You're coming out of agreement with that lie, that agreement that you made by canceling it out. When you confess, you say, "God, you're right. I was wrong." I repent. And this is another problem. People are so uh, afraid to, and pride locks us into that fear. So we don't want to repent. And we're shame and pride 
lock us into a place where it's one's on one side, one's on the other, and we are afraid to humble ourselves and admit we're wrong, admit we've been tricked, admit we've been lied to, admit that the things that we believe to be true are not true, and confess those sins and, and change our mind, repent. So shame says, it's a secret, don't say anything, they'll judge you. Pride says, you're, you're okay, don't let anybody get to you. And so these are based in fear. And so shame, pride, and fear are locking people uh, out of their out of the door. They're locking them out of that door of repentance. When you go through that door of humility, humbling yourself, falling on your face before God, admitting to God, I was tricked, I was sinned against, I sinned, I believe lies. When you start doing that, that will bring the awakening to you. That will bring the revival. Until then, you're locked in that other room with the demons. And the core of this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. And, and you say, well, what is the gospel? Well, First Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, the good news, the message, which I preached to you, which you also received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, mm-hmm. in fulfill, according to the Scriptures, or in fulfillment of the Scriptures, died for our sins, like you were mentioning in earlier, your, In Marjorie, our place, in our place. The, yeah, the penalty's been paid. He died for our sins. He bore the penalty for our sins in, uh, in, our, in our place, right? Right. And so... But we have to come to the place where we identify that, we that when we receive that as the truth personally. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the mm-hmm. scriptures. And then it talks about all the people that saw him. So uh, this after gospel message from the beginning, Paul is here already in Corinthians just a couple of years down the road from some were still alive who'd seen Jesus raised from the dead, blah, blah, blah. And already the people he's, he's admonishing and warning, they're, they're already drifting away, pulling back into Judaism, um, whatever they're doing. because Not because there's no power to the gospel, but because the power of the enemy to flood our systems, our environment, his world, flood this world system with the counterfeits, with the lookalikes, with the... Um, see, Jesus' story is the story. It's his, H-I-S-S, story. That's history. As history, but Satan has rewritten history, and he's you know Jesus was born of a virgin, um, blah blah blah, the Holy Family, whatever. And Satan has got many counterfeits in many cultures where he has his Tammuz and his you know I can't even think of all their names, and it doesn't really matter. The mother and child, yeah, thing, and he's got cult. cult, It's it's partially true, but it's it's enough true to make it totally completely a delightful poison because Satan takes a, a dainty and sticks poison in it and you, you swallow it down and for a minute it's sweet and then it kills you. So there is a... There is a, There's a counterfeit for everything and a plot for everything. Right. So. Widespread deception. And, and really there's a lot of arrogance, arrogance and self-centeredness good, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the human race these days. We think we're going to do it. We're going to do this. We're going to change this. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do that. It's just pride, pride, pride. Mm-hmm. But you know, when, but what what's coming upon yeah. this earth is already here, basically. Yeah. But here's here's what's coming. And Daniel said this in Daniel chapter seven, verses thirteen and fourteen. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man 
coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, that's to the Father, and they brought him near before him. Then to him, Daniel 7.14, Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples and nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. Now this is a really a summary statement. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's the yeah. t- he is he's going to come. What he's says going it? To, he's going to rule and reign on the earth for a thousand years while Satan's locked up. Satan's going to be loosed for a little season. Yeah. At the end of that thousand years, mm-hmm. even after a thousand years of the reign of Christ, there are going to be people, mm-hmm. unredeemed people. Um, there will be people that are, I believe, on the earth that have glorified bodies. That would be those of us who know him now. And then there will be people that would be not glorified, but yet there was a, there'd be there'd be peace, there'd be health, there'd be more well-being, being longevity, sicknesses and diseases not no not really there uh, like they are now for sure. But at the end of that thousand years, then, but there's still rebellion. There's still a, a major rebellion, mm-hmm. and and God is going to crush it and remove it with the breath of His mouth. Satan is going to be cast into the lake of fire. But the good news is that those of us who are alive on the earth right now, who have accepted Jesus Christ and are going right now, whether we go in the rapture, die in a tribulation, die as a martyr, uh, or Jesus comes back and we aren't, and we don't die at that point. We, because we've accepted Jesus Christ, are basically our tests are done. We don't have to go through another thousand right, years of right, this. Right. Um, because that's a different batch of people. But that's, that's a batch that's going to be born yeah. during But it's and, interesting and in, the Daniel, in Daniel. The, during the millennium. So I when this say. information was given way back in the book of Daniel, which was hundreds of years before Jesus was born, he, when he says, I was watching in the night visions, behold, one like the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. Well, that is the exact same thing um, that that they're saying here. And, and he says, um, what's this? Mark 13. Yeah, Mark 13, verse 26. Then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And why are they going to feel be afraid? And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect. Um, and those, in, I think in Matthew says, and they shall they'll mourn when they see him. Why are the nations going to mourn? Why are the, the, prince, the princes of this world, why are the governments going to mourn and wail? Because they're going to freak out because they know they've been found out, they've been caught for their pedophilia, for their trafficking of the souls of men, for the, 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 the martyrdom of the innocent. They are in trouble, and there is no recourse for them. There's no more dying for their sins. It already was done, and if you reject that, there is no more. Like Hebrews says, if you reject that, there's no more. There's no more uh, remedy for sin if you reject the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so these people are going to get what they wanted, actually, and they're going to be uh, destroyed or caught up with their lovely, um, the, with their lovers, so, who are the demons and the fallen angels. So Jesus is going to spoil all spoil? the demonic fun, yeah, all the ending. demonic plots, destruction, self-centeredness, indulgence, mm-hmm. accusations, Satan worship, all that worship. stuff. Yeah, lies, False gospels. power, abuse. Even in the church, people. Even in injustice. the church. Injustice. He says judgment begins at the house of God. So watch what you're going to see, and it's probably already been happening, that the big churches, the little churches, the, un, the, the lying spirits 
are going to pull those churches down into a place of judgment. They're going to fall apart. They're going to turn inward. They're going to, you know, be upset with one another. Um, and that's going to. And then he says, "You come out from among them. Touch not the unclean thing. Don't go down with the ship. These ships are are slated for destruction, destruction. because they're not gods. Mm-hmm. They're not gods, and they look like they got a cross. They got a steeple, and inside they got lots of people who are filled with deception." And catering to demons and doctrines of demons and, and and endorsing things that Jesus Christ died to set us free from, and they're endorsing. It, it, there's there's not going to be. Now is your time, right now, to make your decision. We don't know if this thing is going to last another two minutes, twenty twenty years. I, we don't know. But you know, you could die on your way to work. You could die on your way home. You could die in your bed. We could. Any of us could. This may be your last day. I hope not. But let this let the, the rest of your life from this day forward be, be count for the kingdom of God, count for being included in the army of God, in the purposes of God, endorsing the purposes and principles of the kingdom of God instead of this mediocre, passive, just get by with things. You know what? A lot of people are going to be waking up. They're going to stop escaping. They're going to stop sticking their head in the sand. They're going to stop um, just being drifting around. If you don't stop it, you will drift right over the edge of the cliff with all of the others that Satan has slated like like a mass destruction. You must stop and say, wait a minute, my life, my life, my children, my family, this has got to stop. This isn't working. I don't like this. I've got to come back to repentance to the truth. Uh, start in Jesus again. Where Where is he? What What does he want me to know? What's the truth? Set me free, Lord God. I repent. Mm-hmm. That's your hope. Well, in Revelation chapter 1, uh, it's basically a kind of a repetition or an agreement for sure with what what we're seeing here in Mark. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. That was the Roman province of Asia back in the day. Uh, but it's, you know, uh, Turkey, that area right now. Um, but he says, grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7, Revelation chapter 1. Um, and uh, verses 7 and 8. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, mm-hmm. even they who pierced him, yeah. those who rejected him, those who plotted his death and crucifixion, going to see him. They're going to freak. They're going to mourn. Mm-hmm. And, and some, but some of those, there were some of those that called for his death that actually repented. We read that in the in the book of Acts, but and all of the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, Amen. I am the Alpha and Omega, uh-huh. the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who, was who is, who was, and who is to come, mm-hmm. the Almighty. So He is coming. And he, the, and the book of Matthew. Visible, so this uh, is a John. literal. Yeah. It's a literal coming. visible return of Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, the Son of God. To the earth. As, as king. And, and nobody's going to say, have to be able to say, you know, Who is that? I, I don't believe that. Who is that? Oh, not now. What's going on? 
uh, what, what's going on? I mean, I, I never, I never knew that there was such a person, or I never thought he was like this, or never thought he would come. I thought he was some uh, historical figure, historical figure, some well-respected Mytho- teacher, mythological figure, whatever, some, some minor prophet or some hippie, mm-hmm. you know. But here it says in Matthew the same thing that John said, almost the same words. He says, "Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn." Why will they mourn? And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So they're going to see the Son of Man. The Son of Man, Daniel refers to him as the Son of Man. We just read that. Here he's the Son of Man in Matthew. In Revelation, he's the Son of Man. He was first called the Son of Man in the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch is that book that you need to pick up and read because it fills in a lot of the the details of what happened between Genesis one in Genesis 6, where the giants appeared on the earth and the demons got let go and uh, the, the, the watchers were locked up and the technical demons were locked up for uh, 4,900 years and then were released again in 1900 for the start of World War One and Two. These things are real people, and yet the, you know Satan has tried to keep the information ha- hidden. Uh, the information in the Book of Enoch, for example, was hidden in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, when King James the first or whatever it was, I think he was the first, did the, the New King James, or the, I mean, he did the King James Bible. He gathered together all the scriptures and all the all the scribes and all the the scholars, and they they worked their way through all these massive texts to decide what what they should keep in, what they should throw out. But they never went to Ethiopia to find out that the Book of Enoch was already in the Ethiopian canon down there and had been there for all the time. It's been there, and so so this Book of Enoch would be helpful. If you, you just read it, you say, oh, I, I can't, I might, I might lose my faith. There's not one thing in the book of Enoch that discredits the word of God or takes away from it or gives you another option. It all endorses it with uh, supplementing it with the details that make sense so that you can say, oh, that's why God sent the flood and, and all those people died. Oh, he's not a bloody God after all. Oh, all their DNA was screwed up. Oh, well, that makes sense. They were not human anymore. Okay. So now God doesn't look as bad as he did 20 seconds ago. So the thing is, we need to know that this, this, they're going to see the Son of Man. The Son of Man is identifying with the humans that are his, the man, mankind that belongs to him. And he has worked with his spirit, with his angels, with his intention to gather together his people, his people. You, If you know the Lord, you are extremely favored and blessed. Don't think you're poor and, and needy and cast out and a victim and you got nothing and everybody out there, they, they got this nice plush lifestyle. They live in this nice house that's almost paid for. They got four cars in their three-car garage. They got all this stuff. They don't have anything that if they're not saved. You, if you have salvation, I don't care if you're in the pit with Paul and Silas singing at midnight, held in the stocks, you got more than they got. You got it. So stop feeling sorry for yourself. You are not a victim. Jesus said we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. And and and, he, and it's, it's it's our faith that overcomes. Uh, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith in Him. Faith in Him completing the work in you. Faith in knowing I have surrendered. This is not my problem. God has got this. I can rest in Him. And then once you get to that place of being dead, then you can actually live and you can go forward and do mighty things for God and not be you know uh, knocked off your horse every time some little wind blows to the other direction. 
And, you know, I know that the people of God are having to stand. Please stand up. The Ephesians says, stand. It says this is a spiritual war. It's a spiritual so war. It it's, says don't lay down. Yeah, stand. It says put, stand and having done all to stand. Um, because when you lay down, feel sorry for yourself, give up, get freaked out, panic, and things are overwhelming. You say, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I can't do this. It says verse 12, 612 of Ephesians. For we do not wrestle. I say I start with 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. These are demons in the second heavens. These are fallen angels. I don't demons. Fallen angels in the second heaven. Wrestle against flesh and uh, against principalities, against powers. Uh, these powers are the things that are like atmospheres, they're like clouds, like fog and smog. They come in and take over our minds and our thoughts. We breathe them in. These are the spirits of witchcraft and perversion, sexual perversion, homosexuality. All of these things have come in to seduce us, seduce us and put us to sleep. These are poisonous uh, things that we're breathing in that are causing us to be quieted and dispelled, disillusioned from the things of God, the rulers of the the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, may be able to withstand in the evil day, that would be now, and having done all to stand. So we're not going to run. Stand, therefore, having having girded your waist with truth. Don't let the lies come into your mind. Don't let them... Uh, the the disp- the debates between your soul and your spirit take you out. Stand in the spirit of God's truth as it is revealed to you. His spirit bearing witness with your spirit. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, don't give place to lies. If you're a Christian and you're giving place to some little lie, you're allowing those little agreements. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, nobody's going to know. Oh, I can just lie. I can just gossip. It's not- you are being, I tell you what, the devil's not going to let you get by with that. And you think it's God? No, it's the devil. He is going to take you to court and he's going to drive his, his charges, press his charges against you because you have permitted a little crack in the door. Um, don't do whatever the Holy Spirit's convicting you to get rid of and stop. Then by the grace of God, stop it. And if you're bound to something, then you're trying and you hate it and you don't want it and you want to get rid of it and you're trying to quit what you can't stop, then you have an addiction. Then you have a demon. If your will, Paul says, if I'm doing what I don't want to do, it's not me doing it. It is the sin that dwells within me. So if you're doing something you don't want to do or something you didn't want to do um, and it's still going on in you, even after you've cried out to God, then you literally need a tumor taken out of you, a demon cast out of you. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. It doesn't matter. Demons don't care if you're a Christian. They'll live in God's house if they can. You know, rats will live in the church. Don't tell me they won't. And so rats don't care if it's a church or if it's a, a, a warehouse. They don't care. Um, and then having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, be ready to do kind things. Be ready to help people. Be ready to believe God with them. Pray with them. Don't just shun. How many times do we want not to see these people because they're so... Uh, there's so much work to them. They're so in such difficult positions. We don't even want to hear their problems. Who's going to bear their burdens? Who's going to cry with them? Who's going to lift them up? Who's going to give them 20 bucks? Who's going to help them? Who's going to say, I'll pray with you. I've got nothing here, but I can pray. Don't tell me you don't have anything. If you have a, if you have a word in your mouth, you can pray with them. Stop turning away and pretending like these things don't exist. Don't turn these precious ones away who are devastated by what Satan is doing in their lives and terrified, you come alongside of them, put your arm around them, say, let's pray. And even if you're scared to death, it doesn't matter. You stand there and do the right thing. 
then you've stood. It doesn't matter what you feel like. You can be scared. You can be full of unbelief. You can be thinking it's not going to work. Shut up, devil. I'm standing here. I'm doing what God says. And that's where you get your power from obeying God and doing what he says, standing, having done all the stand. If you put your arm around somebody whose life is shattered, then stand and pray with them. Don't be afraid. And don't take your own little comforts into consideration. What a baby. We can't do that. You are in the war. You're in the army. You don't want to come up before God and say, oh, I was a coward. You know what God says to cowards? Mm, get out of here. We're not trying to, you know, be brave in our own strength. We're just being obedient. And that doesn't always look like the same thing all the time. But it does. God does say, bear one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. And I'm going to say something else. Some of you listening out here, you have money. You have money. Somehow God's blessed you. You've been given. That is part of your, uh, you know, your um, talents. to it, And you're squandering it. You're putting it into your house. You're putting it into your boat. You're putting it into your sidewalk. Why don't you put it into souls? I, I hope you get convicted by this because you know what? God's people need to raise up with the resources that he has given us. We have plenty of what we need from God, but people have got it stuck in their pocket. They won't give it. Now, other people need it desperately, and you have to be wise. You can't just keep giving them fish all the time. You have to teach them how to fish. We understand this, but there's so much that needs to be done. So if you're just sitting on that because you think you're going to retire sometime and have a little nest egg somewhere, forget it. Your retirement is going to go up in smoke when the stars fall out of the heavens. And then what are you going to do? What's your retirement going to do for you then? You know, the only, this is the only day you have. And invest it wisely. That doesn't mean just give it away to every little needy cause that comes along. A lot of those causes are deception. You have to really wait upon the Lord. But at the same time, when you see someone who's genuinely in need, reach out. Don't say be warmed and filled and go away. Let them, uh, Matthew 25 Blessed are you, took them into your house. You visited them in jail. You visited them when they were in yes. the hospital. You visited them when their sons were dying. You visited and comforted them. Here's your super opportunities to do to love God by loving his people. You are there's We're so blessed with opportunities right now to help people, to love God, to love people. There is no end. Your day should be full. If you are bored, you need to get on your face before God and say, my Lord and God, I, I command repent the spirit of the, boredom to get out of me boredom. who's stealing my opportunities and my eyes to see what I could be doing here to help the kingdom of God, to bless the people of God. You know, Jesus said, you know, the time of his coming in, in Mark thirteen thirty two, but of that day and that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Now, I believe that Jesus did not know that at the time he said that, but he knows it now because some of, some of his perfect knowledge was, was yeah. kind of in suspension yeah. while, she was, while he was here on earth. But take heed, watch and pray, verse 33 of yeah. Mark 13, for you do not know when the time is. So watch and pray. Be alert. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then here's what re- pertains to what you were saying, Marjorie. Verse 34, it is like a man going to a far country mm-hmm. who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Mm-hmm. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, or at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming he find you, what? Sleeping. Sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So 
Here's the sleeping deal. or excuse making. I I think more of it, you know we're sleeping. We're we're actually not aware of the no. danger that we're no. in. That the time is now. The time is urgent. Um, our opportunities are being quickly stripped from us. Our freedom of access to communication through the internet and stuff like that quickly being stripped from us. And you have to um, cry out to God for the ability to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. He said, um, well, it's interesting. Uh, Luke 19.11, beginning there. And now as they heard these things, they sp- he spoke another parable, Jesus, of course, because he was near Jerusalem, because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Appear immediately. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And so he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minus, mm-hmm. you know, this amount of money. Mm-hmm. And he said to them, do business till I come. Now, listen, uh, he's talking about those that um, are, are... In gifted, endowed, blessed. Right, right. Do business till I come. He talks about the servant uh, that says, you know, well, you know, I, I invested. There were the servants that invested what they were given and accumulated and, and got more. Mm-hmm. And then there, were, there was the servant, the wicked servant, mm-hmm. that said, I'm just going to keep it safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to keep it. I don't want to lose it. I, don't I might do something it. wrong. I might do something wrong. I don't, can't make a decision and here. And he says, those, those guys are the ones that are wicked. Yeah. So basically. Well, and he's, he's also saying when he says pre- be occupying till he comes, that's redeeming the time because the days are wicked or evil. Evil. It says uh, in uh, Ephesians. Yes. Yeah. Redeeming. That means buy back. That make, means, that make, means make, use it. Buy, invest it. Buy up every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. And every minute. Yeah, so so this is do business till I come. Okay. What's, what's our business? Mm-hmm. What's our business? Uh, it, it means uh, get busy and stay busy. Not not the, not busy in the sense not, of not busy in what the we sense. think. Everybody, of. people talk about. Oh, they're so busy running right. here, right? And running that's a there. distraction. That's not the busy we're talking about at all. That's the opposite of the busy. The busy we're talking about is to be to be stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But take opportunities. Be aware. Be sharp. Be attentive to what your opportunities are. Things you think, oh, that's no big deal. Oh, I just that that was that phone call. That was that that was nothing. It might have been the divine divine. Um, uh, made a difference yeah, in a person's it, life. Yeah, might, a divine appointment. It might be a, a life or death deal. For somebody, yeah. You never know. Yeah, but here, here, here's our business, okay? Yeah. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And Amen. When he called his 12 disciples to him. Yeah. And you think, well, you know, that's, that was the 12. That was the No, that's for all of us, mm-hmm. right? That's for all of us. You, you have all kinds of other scriptures, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing in them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like, wait a minute, that's the first thing. Yeah. And and ca- and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. A lot of t- healing, yeah. a lot of times, does not come unless the unclean spirits go. That's right. Get rid of the unclean spirits, and yeah. the healing will come. Yeah. Sometimes we're focusing on the disease, and we're focusing on the symptoms yep. without going back a little to further. To get the cure. What's the root? We look at the, the fruit without the root again, right? Yeah. So, um, but then he said, um, 
verses 7 and 8 of, of Matthew 10. And as you go, preach. What do you say? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. In other words, and basically that at hand there means right it's now. right in front of you. Mm-hmm. We could say it in our in our vernacular today. The kingdom of heaven is in your face. Right. She it's said the right same in front thing in, Ma- in Mark. He says, repent for the kingdom yeah. of heaven is at hand. Okay. So... So he's given us a, 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 an assignment, right? You know, and, and nothing he doesn't, is, he doesn't you, say we have to change every political structure. We can't. We won't. That's you know, not our assignment. You know, Don't be busy doing all the things that, that he's not saying to be busy with. Be busy with doing this. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise it. the dead, cast out demons, freely receive, freely give, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, Make disciples, yeah, yeah. evangelize, you know, let the good news be heard. This is our job. And Satan is trying to do everything he can to shut down these spokesmen, these witnesses for Jesus Christ by causing them to be sick and in, on their deathbeds and, you know, in car accidents and uh, not enough money and homeless and whatever. I mean, it's just totally endless, you know, but he's so panicky. It's kind of cute to see how panicky Satan is. It's not really cute, well, I, but it's, I, it's, it's obviously uh, he is panicking. And he is reaching out, grabbing, hurting, hurting, hurting. And here's the other thing. When you have people who are hurting you, you know, mistreating you, injustices, you're bitter, you're mad, you're offended, you're hurt. Get on the right side of that thing and say, God, forgive me for judging that person. Have mercy upon them. Pray for their soul. Because Satan is trying to get you so mad at them that you won't pray for their soul, that you won't ask God to give them the gift of repentance and that you won't forgive them. And if you don't forgive them, if you hold them in judgment, you're agreeing with the devil because he's also holding them in judgment. And he wants them dead. And so the thing is, when they're doing evil things to you, unkind things to you, harsh things, come on, don't look at what it looks like. Don't say they deserve to be punished. I hate them, blah, blah, blah. Say, you know, God, have mercy on them. God, soften their heart. God, open their eyes. God, turn them from darkness to light. Lord God, from the bitterness of their soul. God, I forgive them. I for- I, you, but God, Jesus said, whoever sins, that's in the list too, cast out demons. But he also says, forgive sins. He says, whoever sins, you forgive, they're forgiven them. John chapter 20, verse 21 through 23. Whoever sins, you forgive, they're forgiven them. He didn't say that they have to repent first. They have to, you know, a lot of people you've got to forgive are already dead. So they're not going to apologize. They're not going to admit they're wrong, but you're going to have to forgive them because you know what? If you don't, then you carry that resentment, that bitterness, that grudge, and Satan uses that against you. You have to turn these crimes committed against you, whether it's in the past or, you know, things that are even coming on you now, over to the high court of heaven and say, God, you be the judge. I'm not the judge. I am the plaintiff. This was committed against me, against my family, and I am asking for uh, the, the court to rule in favor of the restoration of truth and justice, my reputation, my name, my finances, whatever. We go to the high court to get justice, and this is the only court that we're guaranteed to get justice in. The rest of the courts are kind of hit and miss down here, and mm-hmm. you have to pray like everything to get yourself a righteous judge. But up there, you can go in boldly before the throne mm-hmm. of grace, you know, the court of heaven. You know, if you want to check out some of this stuff, we have a lot of information. We have a lot of CDs. We have books. Uh, go to liferecovery.com. There's a store there. There's a case for justice, which is an awesome new book. There's a, a winning your case in the court of heaven, which is an awesome si- series of CDs. You know, there's no reason you can't have victory by, because you're ignorant. There's plenty of stuff in the word of God through the Holy Spirit in, in what's out there. The Internet even has pretty much a lot of good stuff in it. Some is not good, but you have to let your spirit discern by God's spirit. But the thing is, 
Forgiving people releases them from the judgment that Satan is putting upon them and the judgment they're putting upon themselves. And until those judgments are released, they are they're they're convicted, they're sentenced, they're just as they're not they they're not free. And so when you say, God, you know, I forgive them, I turn this over to you, then God says, Yeah. I want to forgive them too, because that was a demon that was controlling all of them. Let's judge the demon. So when you go to the court, ask God to judge the demons, the spirits, the, the, first, the spirit of meth. Let God judge that demon spirit of meth that's holding onto your heart, your life, your soul, and stealing everything from you. Be delivered from those spirits that are too strong for you by repenting, by forgiving yourself, by letting God say, God, forgive me for believing lies about myself because you said I am good, I am holy, and I am yours. And I've been believing all of my actions. I've been believing uh, the way it looks and feels. Forgive yourself for believing lies and, and stop letting the devil describe who you are. He does not get to redefine or define you at all. You're not defined by what Satan says. You're not defined by the pit. You're defined by what the Lord God says in his word about us. Yeah, and our job, you know, we get so we get in a tiz about so many things. I think a lot of us need to be detizzed. There's people that are that are in a tiz about a whole bunch of stuff that really does Doesn't not matter. matter. Mm-hmm. So deliver us from our tizziness, <laughs> our uh, distractions, get us detizzed, and get us occupied with what really what really matters. May and the Lord wake us up and bring the awakening to us first, because the awakening comes from the Holy Spirit, who's will he is going to deal with his people in these critical days where yeah. we see the devil ramping up god is ramping up and he is going to deal with you he is going to deal with your mind your attitudes your thoughts your the way you spend your time he's going to deal with all of us according to the word of god and he's going to gently draw us back into con- repentance and and conversion I, I believe conversion is the next step for most people they get saved and they get stuck and they and then they they they, they him and ha and they go back and forth between you know the soul and the spirit and dig yeah. that rut and stay in it, and it becomes your grave, and you die. And but but God is going to bring now this second, third, actually step, the step of conversion, where you're actually like you you change from the caterpillar into the butterfly when you actually realize who you are in Christ. But that requires a death process. When Jesus said we died with him on the cross, we participated, we're born again. I think a lot of people think of that in theory, but they don't realize in fact that is a true spiritual. Uh, principle. And our business is this. And Jesus said to them, Mark sixteen fifteen, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, Amen. they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it shall by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So he was confirming the word of truth. God was endorsing their activities with the fruit of the signs, the healings, the deliverances. Where do we see that fruit today? Very, very little of it. We have all kinds of fake fruit and signs and lying signs and wonders and fires from heaven and all kinds of smoke and mirrors. But we do not have the true authentic deliverances and healings that they were experiencing for the most part. Here's a preview of a coming attraction. Mark, uh, Revelation 19, 11. 15. 
Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses, and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. And he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, help us to live in the light of your coming, not in the darkness of your delay. So, Lord God, we just thank you that you keep us occupied with you, that we just shrug off to be delivered from those things that are holding us back and encroaching upon our minds, our, our time, our bodies, our spirits, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Free us, Lord, to Amen. walk perfectly in your will, in your spirit in these days. Amen. And, and check out all of these um, things that you can learn more about through liferecovery.com or truelightchurchmn.org. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.